Hey there, I'm Becky and welcome to the Literary Escapes podcast. Today on the podcast, we are going to take some literary escapes. I've got several books for you, so buckle up and don't worry about packing your bags. I've got you covered. Hey there, welcome back to Literary Escapes podcast. I'm happy to have you here today. Today, we are heading on a literary escape to England. I have shared with you some stories set in London, but this time we're going to go a little bit broader than just London. We're going to hit some of the small villages and some of the different areas of England in our escape day. London is a favorite place for myself and my family. We had a family vacation there several years ago, and we did several things that were for Jane Austen and for Harry Potter. And there are just so many more authors that that have written books set in London that I would love to explore. But hopefully I'll be able to get back there one day soon. But in the meantime, I'm happy to escape through these books. So my first book for you today, it is a historical fiction. It has a dual timeline and it is by author Daisy Wood and it's called The Clockmaker's Wife. Here's the blurb on this one. London, 1940. Britain is gripped by the terror of the Blitz forcing Nels Bellman to flee the capital with her young daughter, leaving behind her husband, Arthur, the clockmaker who keeps Big Ben chiming. When Arthur disappears, Nell is desperate to find him, but her search will lead her into far darker places than she ever imagined. New York, present day. When Ellie discovers a beautiful watch that had once belonged to her grandmother she never knew, she becomes determined to find out what happened to her. But as she pieces together the fragments of her grandmother's life, she begins to wonder if the past is better left forgotten. The author does a really fabulous job weaving together the historical and the contemporary parts of the story. And Big Ben and this watch are integral pieces of that weaving. And I love how she brings it all together at the end. So if you want a really good historical fiction, I recommend picking up the Clockmaker's Wife by Daisy Wood. Second up on our escape to England is a classic. And if you like a good murder mystery, I highly recommend this one. It is called The Murder at the Vicarage by Agatha Christie. This is the first in her Miss Marple series. Here's the blurb on this one. Miss Marple encounters a compelling murder mystery in the sleepy little village of St. Mary Mead where under the seemingly peaceful exterior of an English country village lurked intrigue, guilt, deception, and death. Colonel Prothero, local magistrate and overbearing landowner, is the most detested man in the village. Everyone, even the vicar, wishes he were dead. And very soon, he is, shot in the head in the vicar's own study. Faced with a plethora of suspects, only the inscrutable Miss Marple can unravel the tangled web of clues that will lead to unmasking the killer. So if you are like me and have not read Agatha Christie before, I highly recommend jumping in here with the first of her Miss Marples, The Murder at the Vicarage. It is a very fun story. So third, we are going to Cornwall. And this book was one of my mom's favorites. And I remember reading it one year when I was home from college and I didn't have any books with me and mom had this book hanging around. It is called The Shell Seekers by Rosamond Pilcher. It was not 
one of my normal style books. It's um, much slower paced than I was used to, but it was fabulous. And so I highly recommend it. Here's the blurb on this one. At the end of a long and useful life, Penelope Keeling's prized possession is the shell seekers painted by her father and symbolizing her unconventional life from bohemian childhood to wartime romance. When her grown children learn their grandfather's work is now worth a fortune, each has an idea as to what Penelope should do. But as she recalls the passions, tragedies, and secrets of her life, she knows there's only one answer, and it lies in her heart. So if you'd like a really great family drama um, set in a beautiful area, I highly recommend The Shell Seekers by Rosamund Pilcher. So my next story is a historical mystery. This one is also part of a series, and it is um, the first one in the series. This one is called And Only to Deceive by Tasha Alexander. Here's the blurb on this one. For Emily, accepting the proposal of Philip, the Viscount of Ashton, was an easy way to escape her overbearing mother, who was set on a grand society match. So when Emily's dashing husband died on safari soon after the wedding, she felt little grief. After all, she barely knew him. Now, nearly two years later, she discovers that Philip was a far different man from the one she had married so cavalierly. His journals reveal him to have been a gentleman scholar and antiquities collector who, to her surprise, was deeply in love with his wife. Emily becomes fascinated with this new image of her dead husband, and she immerses herself in all things ancient and begins to study Greek. Emily's intellectual pursuits and her desire to learn more about Philip take her to quiet corridors of the British Museum, one of her husband's favorite places. There, amid the priceless ancient statues, she uncovers a dark, dangerous secret involving stolen artifacts from the Greco-Roman galleries, and to complicate matters, she's juggling two very prominent wealthy suitors, one of whose intentions may go beyond the marrying kind. As she sets out to solve the crime, her search leads to more surprises about Philip. So if you'd like a fun historical mystery, I highly recommend Lady Emily's series. I think you'll enjoy that one quite a bit. So my next one, number five, is a fun, it's also a classic. This one is called Miss Bunkle's Book by D.E. Stevenson. This one is British humor, and I think you'll enjoy this one. Here's the blurb on it. Barbara Bunkle is in a bind. Times are harsh, and Barbara's bank account has seen better days. Maybe she should sell a novel, if she knew any stories. Stumped for ideas, Barbara draws inspiration from her fellow residents of Silverstream, the little English village she knows inside and out. To her surprise, the novel is a smash. It's a good thing she wrote under a pseudonym because the folks of Silverstream are in an uproar. But what really turns Miss Bunkle's world around is this. What happens to the characters in her book starts happening to their real life counterparts. Does life really imitate art? And can she harness that power for good? So if you'd like a good feel-good book, go grab Miss Bunkle's book by D.E. Stevens. The next one I've got for you, book number six in our Escape to England, is called Sunrise by the Sea. 
It is by author Jenny Colgan. It is listed as women's fiction. Still not sure what women's fiction is, but um, we're going to call it contemporary fiction. Here's the blurb on this one. Marissa Rosso can't understand why everyone else is getting on with their lives as she still struggles to get over the death of her beloved grandfather back home in Italy. Everyone loses grandparents, right? Why is she taking it so badly? Retreating further and further from normal life, she moves to the end of the earth, the remote tidal island of Mount Polbear at the foot of Cornwall, hoping for peace and solitude whilst carrying out her job as a registrar, dealing with births, weddings, and deaths, even as she feels life is passing her by. Unfortunately, or fortunately, the solitude she craves proves elusive. Between her noisy Russian piano teaching neighbor, the bustle and community spirit of the tiny village struggling back to life after the quarantine, and the pressing need to help save the local bakery, can Marissa find her joy again? at the end of the world. So again, if you'd like another good feel-good story, this one is called Sunrise by the Sea by Jenny Colgan. And this is the fourth in a series. So you, um, it, you don't have to read them all, but you're probably gonna want to. So go grab those. Next up, I have for you a romantic comedy treat. It is called The Secret Bridesmaid by Katie Birchall. This one sounds like so much fun. It's next on my to-be-read list, so I'm really excited about it. Here's the blurb on this one. Sophie Breeze is a brilliant bridesmaid. So brilliant, in fact, that she made it her full-time job. As a professional bridesmaid, Sophie is hired by London brides to be their right-hand woman, posing as a friend, but working behind the scenes to help plan the perfect wedding and ensure their big day goes off without a hitch. When she's hired by Lady Victoria Swan, a former model and it girl of the 1970s London, now the Marchioness of Mead, for the society wedding of the year, it should be a chance for Sophie to prove just how talented she really is. Of course, it's not ideal that the bride, Lady Victoria's daughter Cordelia, is an absolute diva and determined to make Sophie's life a nightmare. It's also a bit inconvenient that Sophie finds herself drawn to Cordelia's posh older brother, who is absolutely off limits. But when a rival society wedding is announced for the very same day, things start to get, well, complicated. Can Sophie pull off the biggest challenge of her career, execute a high-profile gala for 450 guests in record time, win over a reluctant bride, and catch the eye of handsome Lord Swan, all while trying to keep her true identity secret and her dignity intact? So that just sounds like a fun one, and I'm excited to dive into that one. So if you'd like a good romantic comedy, go grab that one. It's sure to please. Now, it's hard to talk about London or England and not mention the Harry Potter series. This happens to be one of my favorite series. And um, so anytime we talk about London, England, or Scotland, for that matter, I'm more than happy to bring up the Harry Potter series. So if you haven't read the Harry Potter series, I highly recommend it. Even though it is a kid's series, I still go back to it almost every year. At the beginning of the 
pandemic, when everything was shut down, this was my go-to. I had a hard time reading anything. And so I just went back to my friends at Harry Potter and uh, steeped myself in the comfort of Harry Potter series for a little while. So here's the blurb on this one, just in case you haven't read it. Harry Potter has no idea how famous he is. That's because he has been raised by his miserable aunt and uncle, who are terrified Harry will learn that he's really a wizard, just as his parents were. But everything changes when Harry is summoned to attend an infamous school for wizards. That's Hogwarts. And he begins to discover some clues about his, his illustrious birthright. From the surprising way he is greeted by a lovable giant to the unique curriculum and colorful faculty at this unusual school, Harry finds himself drawn deep inside a mystical world he never knew existed and closer to his own noble destiny. This series follows Harry throughout his seven years at Hogwarts and all the adventures that come with living in a magical world. So again, if you haven't read Harry Potter, I'll always recommend it. So thanks for joining me today as we plan our literary escape to England. I hope that you found a book or two that you want to read and that you thoroughly enjoy your escape. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor, hit subscribe. That way they'll come to you uh, every single time. You won't have to go looking for them. And if you've listened to several of these, I would love for you to review it, especially on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoy books that take you on a literary escape, come join us over in my Facebook group, The Literary Escape Book Club. We'd love to have you. Come read with us. Information is in the show notes. Thanks for joining me today.